10 o'clock, what's up? Hi. That's really nice. I know, how y'all doing? I was wondering if we could get some of those envelopes because our favorite place is Ruth Chris. How many can you fill out? <laughs> Where it's like a lotto, it's a I raffle. I think that's cheating, babe. <laughs> it's an honor to be here with you guys. And I say this all the time, but you guys are spoiled. Uh, we love your pastor and his wife and so grateful for them. And we never take it for granted for the privilege of being amongst yeah. whom we consider the greatest on the planet, which is God's church. So can we just show some love to your pastors? Yeah. Come on, somebody. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm Lamoris Crawford. This is my beautiful bride, Megan. And uh, we're in the middle of y'all series of family reunion. So. Yeah. We're going to pray here in a second, but um, I just want to challenge us to dive into conversation. We just, we just at a campfire. We're just going to talk at the family <laughs> reunion campfire. Come on, somebody. Yes. Um, but we're we going to ask God to come in here and just really help all of us in our marriages. And, and let me say this, too. If you're single, dating, engaged, lean in. Yes. Uh, because sometimes you feel on the, on the outskirts, but you prepare for what you want. Mm-hmm. Right? So whenever there's marriage conversations, you should be like, uh-huh, girl, let me tell. <laughs> right? So you lean in. Right? If, you, if you're in a blended family or maybe going through a divorce or divorce, our hearts are with you. But yeah. we want to also encourage you to lean in that it's not over for you. Yeah. Don't let the enemy say you've been counting it out, that you're mm-hmm. second rate, that Same. you've been. No, you are because God loves you. And so lean in as well. Yeah. Um, he is a God of restoration. He can restore every part of your life. You just got to give it to him. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And so, absolutely. So let's pray and then yeah. we'll, we'll talk at the camp, family reunion campfire. Okay. All right, that's right. Father, thank you so much for allowing us to be here. May we never take it for granted that we are able to assemble together. Yeah. I thank you, Holy Spirit, and I invite you in this place. You will not be grieved. You will not be offended. I give you complete reign and authority. Holy Spirit, I ask you to articulate the Father's heart through my voice to your people. I pray that every ear is open, every heart is open, every mind is open to receive that which you have for us. So I ask you humbly to invade this space. It is not by might, it is not by power, but it is by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm on. This is the lively crowd. I know, 10 o'clock for real. I know, the last service I was like, I think there are people. I can't, I don't know. But that's because they all stopped at Starbucks. Come on, somebody. (laughs) So you get that coffee, you good. Pastor Tim just handed me a Mountain Dew. I was going to say Dew. a Mountain Dew for I'm this like, hey. guy. I didn't get that. Oh, dear. Also, let's welcome the online people. What up, online? Thank you. Come on, y'all. Give it up yes. for online. You know what I mean? Thanks for checking in. Get your coffee. You still under your blanket. We all jealous. <laughs> Come on, somebody. No, it's an honor. Yeah. So family reunion, babe. Yeah, so I have a family reunion that is 400-ish people every year. And it literally is probably, I mean, it's, Christmas is the second close. I think the family reunion is our family's favorite thing to do. Mm -hmm. So I was really excited. That, and I love a good theme. Mm -hmm. So when I found out that this was the series, it was just so beautiful to us because that really is something we celebrate and love to do. Mm -hmm. So our family reunion... Um, we have a theme every year. Again, I, lo- I guess I come from a family <laughs> who loves, loves themes. But we have a theme every year for a parade because we're big enough. So we just have our own parades. We have our own church services. We do all the things. Um, and this past year, well, you weren't there. No. Were you? I forgot. No. 
that was weird, but I took the kids because we don't miss it for anything. Right. Um, and it was a, um, a, this is the greatest show. That was the theme. So like we have semis, we have fire trucks, police mm-hmm. cars, people that aren't even a part of our family yeah. show up to be and, a part. And this is important. Her granddad is one of 18. Yes. So that's why it's 300 plus people. Yeah. Because and that's everyone not had even a big family, everybody but, coming. Yeah. Like some people don't make it. Yeah. So this is like a for real deal. You know yes. what I mean? Like this yes. a family reunion. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm sorry. All right, go ahead. So I was just thinking in light of that, we decided um, to name this that we're going to walk through. We're going to walk through Ephesians chapter five, the whole thing. We didn't get through the whole thing. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, but the masquerade, because it is a time of masks, right? And we want to discuss these kind of masks, though, what in our lives we need to take off and what better way in relationship, because that's what we see first. That's mm-hmm. what happens first. When I met Lamoris, he's not exactly who he is that he was then, right? Your best foot's forward. I've learned a lot of things about him since. And so we just want to step into that together. But that's anybody dating, right? You ain't finna come with your bootleg shoes on, right? Was that offensive to you? You know what I'm saying? You're going to put your best foot forward because you're trying to catch something. I'm not saying that's a problem. Your bait got to be right and you ain't catching nothing. (laughs) Right? Right. I I caught shorty, right? (laughs) Like, I got to. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> All right, let's dive in because last time it. we were like, if we could have three more minutes. Um, you want to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. we're going to be in Ephesians 5. And of course, for the sake of time, you guys will have to dive into it on your own. Yeah. Normally, when we, especially premarital counseling, marriage counseling, uh, wedding days, the pastor always reads starting in verse 25, 26, right? 27, 28. <laughs> But in order to have a revelation of those verses, we got to go back to verse 1. As a matter of fact, if you really want context before you get to Ephesians 5, you really should read the first five chapters. You know what I'm saying? Like (laughs) Paul, exactly. Like Paul gives something here. And so we just going to give some principles because what happens is, and this is sad, but it's real. We get married for all the wrong reasons. Let me say that again. We get married for all the wrong reasons because we have not been taught the importance of covenant. Yeah. Right? Do you realize God created in six days the entire earth and everything in it for mm-hmm. a wedding ceremony? <laughs> Let me say that again. Y'all remember that, that, that scene on uh, Lion King when all the, all the animals came and he held up little Simba? I believe that's what the wedding was like. I believe all the animals was on some beautiful beach somewhere. Come on, the Garden of Eden. God walked Eve down. Jesus was the best man and the Holy Spirit did the ceremony. Come on, somebody. (laughs) Because marriage was the intent to birth family. Mm -hmm. So God take marriage very seriously. Yes. So you have to know why you want to get married. It ain't about feelings because, brother, they're going to change sometimes. (laughs) Right? And so it ain't about feelings. It really is about a choice and recognizing the design and intent of marriage. Your feelings don't change, right? Just tell the people. Okay, no, my feelings are the same all the time, baby. (laughs) Thank you. Right? And so so let's dive in. We'll talk through some principles and our hearts is that you you can walk away with something that you can apply to your marriage. Amen? So Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. Paul said, therefore be imitators of God as dear children. Let me just park there. Let me just park there. Number one, 
<laughs> if you're going to chill at the family reunion, if you're going to take off the mask, yeah. you got to imitate God. Yeah. Right? The, when we come into marriage, we got to realize we don't have a name for this, but I'm, I'm totally making this up. Mm-hmm. The water balloon effect. That is what it is, I think. Right, Every cool. time you say the water right, balloon effect. Water balloon effect. You're in the water balloon fight, right? Me and my mm-hmm. wife standing next to each other. If I get hit with the water balloon, what's going to happen? It's going to splash off. That's the, exactly the way it should be in marriage. As you spend time with God, yeah. out of his parent, presence going to splash off on your spouse. Yeah. So what we do, instead of doing this, we should be doing this. Mm-hmm. If you do this more, you'll do this less. Because your marriage ain't about you. Yeah. <laughs> you, the moment you said I do, you died. Come go on. Ahead, go ahead and tell them the happy, happy news of a covenant. You got to die to get in, you die to get out. (laughs) Like, that sounds so encouraging. There's a really beautiful in between, but every time he says it, I'm like, I don't know if they, especially when we're like sitting with people on our team, I'm like, that sounds really defeating. I think we need a better parable. (laughs) No, it's true. Paul said, I was crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So the more you die, the more Christ lives. Yeah. Right? The problem in marriage is our flesh. We give that more voice than we do the Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. So when we imitating Him, yeah. if He is love, I have to agape my wife. Yeah. But if I don't get the revelation here, I can't blame her because it's my responsibility. Yeah. Right? And to imitate means to take or follow as a model or to copy or simulate. And we all have an understanding of that, but for us as believers... That word really should be disciple, right? As a disciple, as I am taking off the mask, that's our point. Yeah. Sometimes he makes a new point, which I love. But our point says, stop wearing the mask of the world and start imitating Christ. Because it's so easy, right, Mm -hmm. to fall into the comparison mode and to um, think that's what they have. I want that marriage too. Or why don't you do what he does, right, as a a wife and Mm -hmm. just watching through dating and all of that. Yeah. So the number one goal should be individually mm-hmm. that you imitate Christ. Yeah. Think about this. Have you ever wondered why God put Adam to sleep to create a woman? <laughs> God just created the heavens and the earth. Yeah. Like, he, you don't think he could have let Adam watch? <laughs> you ever wonder why he put that brother to sleep? We teach that God spent time alone with Adam first. And then he spent time alone with Eve because God never wanted your spouse to replace him. Yeah. We get into marriage thinking this is my everything. It better not be. He going to let you down. (laughs) That's true. Come on, somebody. She going to let you down, but he would never let you down. Yeah. So you got to cultivate and imitate him first. Yeah. You can only imitate that which you focus on. So if you focused on the it's word, good. you focused in his presence, you focused on God, you good. Yeah. There's a, there's a weight that's off your shoulders of trying to be something to your spouse that only God can grace you to be. You bear weight when you try and be something that God hasn't graced you to do. Grace comes through his presence. You got to be in his presence. Because if I'm in here, it's going to splash off here. It's going to be hard for me to be mean to my wife coming out of God's presence. Right, right. Come on, somebody. Yeah. So we got to imitate him first. Yeah. 
This is what Paul is saying. He didn't say, love your wife like Christ loved the church first. No. Imitate God first. Yeah. At at my family reunion, well, our family reunion this past year. Oh, you were there. (laughs) Sorry. I'm so glad you were there. No, I was at this one. I wasn't at the one before. Okay. Yeah. Whoops. Um, We sat with um, a couple and how it kind of just started was she was just listening to us. Now I say this humbly because it's not like we were like this really beautiful, lovey, dovey, whatever. We were just having a conversation and it actually was coming from a place of, hey, I wanted to talk to you about this one thing. And she just happened to be sitting there. And after we were done, I was like, okay, I'm sorry. Like, let's go back to this conversation. She said, man, I wish my marriage were like that. And I was like, like what? Because that was, that was a little messy. She's like, no, I don't know that I could ever just like stop and have this conversation and fix it and then move on so quickly. And so I say that because we are called to be light, right? Which is in the following verses 8 through 14 and, and some change. But being that for people is so important because we should be the covenant example for the world. Mm-hmm. They should want your marriage. Mm-hmm. They should want what you have. If they don't, there's something wrong with it because this is a direct manifestation. I'm going to talk to Lamoris how understanding he's the image of God and that he's leading my home, and I'm responsible for that. I should be convicted if I'm talking to him aside from how the word says. That's good. Right? So at this reunion, we're sitting, we're having a conversation, and I was like, hey, let's just sit him down. So it was a little awkward because it kind of felt like an intervention. (laughs) But I was like, it's not. It's not an intervention. But if we love you so much and we're sitting at the same table, in our case, the same campfire, we're sitting here with you, it would be ridiculous of us who love you and who you consider family, right, Mm -hmm. to allow you to be going through pain and not discuss it. And so we sat with a few couples and we literally stayed up all night and we cried and we talked about triggers and we talked about abandonment and we mm-hmm. talked about our just shared our testimonies and there was so much healing that began to take place mm-hmm. now of course you have to decide how you're going to walk out of that and do that for yourselves but it was so beautiful and it just gave me such a good picture of this because you're discussing family reunions but jesus said who is my mother and my brother but those that do the will of my father right you are family mm-hmm. and so understanding that that's why it's so important to be present because you want to not forsake the assembly of the God, do, of, of the brethren. Yeah. yeah, do not forsake that. You want to show up and be present and walk through life with each other really well. Because that goes into verse 2, and walk in love, right? Like mm-hmm. Lamoris, he shared this earlier, and I liked it, so I'm going to hijack it. But walking, it's not a marathon. You're walking through love with one another because this is, this is life. Mm-hmm. So don't pause in the pain that's you want to keep walking That's to good. get to that destination. That's good. And I love that, babe, that point. Do you know we are the walking picture of covenant to the world? Mm-hmm. Your marriage. All right, listen, look at this, y'all. Y'all see all this food? Do y'all see this? This is a meal. Whole bunch of different things. But in each plate makes up ingredients to present the meal. Yeah. Are you hearing me? So if I'm going to make these cookies, brother, need flour and sugar and oil and eggs, your marriage, all of our marriage is a buffet for the world to come and eat. Yeah. But you got to put the ingredients in. Yeah. Are 
God wants your marriage on display so the world can come and eat. Yes. The scripture says, taste and see that the Lord, Lord is, is good. good. How would they know? Yeah. So if I can give you a definition of marriage, W-O-R-K. Come on, somebody. Everybody loves grandma cookies, but don't nobody want to be in the kitchen when she's making them, right? <laughs> it takes work, right? Look at this stuff. You feel me? All this food is separate ingredients. That had to be seasoned. Some had to be mixed. Somebody had to get the bowl. Somebody had to get the utensils. All those things you're yeah. working on on your marriage is yeah. so the world can come and feast. Yeah. But the problem is, babe, we don't, my wife, I, I love my wife. Like, she is like, boop, 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 especially when it comes to cooking. Like, this got a thought. Like, like, I love fish. And I'll be right, just take it out the freezer and just throw it on the skillet. I'm like, the heat going to no, make no. it soft anyway. No. Like, what's he the big deal? take it out she of the like, freezer no, and then just. You got to let it throw out. Like, this whole process. But she's yeah. right. Because nothing in the kingdom is microwaved. Right. Right. Everything in the kingdom is baked. Yeah. But you got to do it right. So we're going to have a marriage that's right. We got to imitate God because yeah. he's always right. Yeah. And, and just, I mean, this, none of this was prepared, the no. Holy Spirit, right? We didn't know we were going to talk about this or know that this was your backdrop. But also what I heard while you were talking about the ingredients and making that up is what is the point of food? for your body. It's for the body. That's so so each one of us has a role to play. And we know that, but we're too busy being concerned that I don't look that way or I don't talk that way or that's, so good. I want that to be my gift. Or even if I'm out of tune, I want to be the worship leader, whatever it is, right? We have to understand that your role is so necessary because sometimes if Lamoris tried to give you the recipe for a meal, I'd be like, no, that's not in there because that's not what he does right? I understand how to make that because that's what I do. And so anything, this is our definition basically for discipleship, but if God has called us all to discipleship, which he has, you have to get your hands on it. So making that and being a part of one another's lives is so important for the in-person experience yes. and so important for what has happened over this past year. It's like, don't touch me, stay away from me. And, and don't get me wrong, I understand it. He went through it. It was crazy. We all had it. So I understand what COVID is, but we're trying to demask ourselves so that we can become everything that God has called us to be. And some of that's going to feel uncomfortable, right? Yes. A lot of that is going to yes. feel uncomfortable. And marriage isn't easy. And if you date, you know, engaged in this room and you, you're on the honeymoon right now, <laughs> and we got to say, we want to keep the honey in the honeymoon for the next 80 years. But there's times when it's going to be some overcast in Hawaii. Come on, somebody. Right? Like, what a sun that, bro. Why is it raining? It's, it rains like six times a day in Maui. But when that sun come out, come on, somebody. And that's what marriage is. There, there's going to be overcast times. Yeah. There's going to be misunderstandings. There's going to be feelings that's going to be hurt. There's yeah. going to be unmet expectations. All those things are true. But the more you continue to imitate God, you can yeah. work through them. Yeah. Right? So verse two, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us and offering in a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. Mm. And every time I read that, I think of what your marriage should give off. Every marriage is giving off something. Come on. Every relationship is some kind of fragrance, right? Mm -hmm. And you want to make sure that it is sweet smelling and pleasing to God. Yes. Like we can all do things. We can all, there, there's a proper way to do them in the kingdom. We can be obedient 
But there's a way, right? You can give, but God loves a cheerful giver. You can still give and God still will be true to his word. You still get the benefit, but God loves a cheerful giver. So in everything that you do, in every role, in every assignment, there's a way to do it that is pleasing to God versus just, I'm going to submit myself. Whatever you say, okay, that's fine, right? Instead of understanding that I'm coming under the same mission because I trust the Holy Spirit and you, God and you, your relationship with Jesus, and that's how I can come under the same mission. Mm-hmm. And so I, we tell people, never complain about what you permit. Yeah. If there's things in your marriage that you're not getting to the root of it, stop complaining. Stop mm-hmm. pointing to your spouse for things that you don't want to get to the root of. Yeah. You in it together. Yeah. Like, stop isolating yourself. Yeah. Stop making excuses for the pain that you have not surrendered to Jesus and you taking out on them. Mm-hmm. All of us come to the marriage with baggage. But the question is, are you going to check it? <laughs> I like that. Come on, check the baggage. Like, Jesus, I give you this. Yeah. It's not fair to Megan that my pain, that I refuse to surrender to Christ, which he died for, which he's willing to take, which right. he's willing to heal, which he's willing to make whole, but yeah. I want to hold on to it, and she get bombarded with it. That's not marriage. Yeah. The more I die here, she gets life. Yeah. Death, life. Yeah. Right? We die. It, we, what we do, we go right to the grave and dig them back up. <laughs> We walk in the house with the same attitude. We get mad over the same issues instead yeah. of communicating through the issues. We all going to have issues. Yeah. The question is, is your marriage better than it was five years ago? Good. That's the question. Yeah. Why? Because it's line upon line, precept upon precept. Every season of your marriage, God gives you grace to become better. Yeah. He's forming you and her into his image. Yeah. Come on, yeah. somebody. I might start preaching. <laughs> well, and I was just thinking, I mean, we're skipping ahead, but to verse 25, I have 25 and 26, I do love, but understanding everything that you are saying as the husband, and normally I just speak to the wives because we get each other, that's easier. I want to make friends, not enemies. But to the husband, if you don't like what's happening in your marriage, it's because of what you're allowing, mm. right? Because, and I don't mean in like a dictate dictatorship, I mean like an authoritative way, spiritually, supernaturally, you are supposed to keep the snakes out of the garden. Come on, Adam. And I'm just saying maybe it's all Adam's fault and Eve needs a little break (laughs) in this regard, right? We just always give it to Eve. But you get to decide and determine that moment. If there are things you don't like, what are you speaking? Because 26 says, husbands, sorry, well, I'll read 25 too. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church. No, no problem, right? No pressure. And gave himself for her. 26, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. So good. It's just so powerful. There's so much opportunity. There's so much power that you have in that. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like we we need to do a better job. Yeah. Women, let him. Yes. Let him do that. You say you want him to lead, and then the moment he starts leading, you have a problem with it. Well, that nothing changed from the garden, right? Yeah. Because God has given us an assignment and a role, and we need to stay within our role. Yeah. And wherever you add in your marriage, maybe you have an unbelieving spouse. Yeah. Maybe you're in a blended marriage or family. The word still works. Yeah. It doesn't matter your situation. The word is alive. Yeah. It works. Mm-hmm. Right? And so you got to get it in you so that it can come out of you. Yeah. Jesus said you would know them by their fruit. You cannot have fruit without a seed. 
Right. You are the bear, the fruit of the spirit in your marriage. You can't have it without a seed. So if you don't get in the word, what are you sowing? Yeah. You don't get no fruit of the spirit without the seed of the word of God. This is the fruit of the spirit. Yeah. It's his word. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So our point number two is you need to change. We all do. So that's why I think I can say it so strongly because I need to change my language, Mm -hmm. right? We know the power of life and death lives in your tongue. Mm -hmm. So whatever you're speaking, that's the fruit that you're eating. That's what the word says. So whatever I'm saying about him or to him or to my friends regarding him, like my job is to cover him and love him and protect him and honor him to respect him. That's the very end. It's like wife, wife, and then husband, 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 husband. And then at the very end wraps right to, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. So we need to understand what they need and become that to them. Yeah. And we don't demand respect in marriage. If yeah. we are imitating God, if yes. we speak in That's life, good. they'll follow. As a matter of fact, she's designed to. <laughs> you know what? Society has so jacked the roles up in marriage. You can't even hold the door for a woman no more. Oh, you kind of say I can't lead. I'm the CEO. I, we can meet. What? I'm just trying to be a gentleman. You're going to rob me of my chivalry because the world gave you a picture of what a woman should be? Mm. Instead of going to the text and understanding who God designed you to be? Come on, somebody. You with me? So we cannot embrace the image of the world and expect to live out the image of Christ. Yeah. There's only one image. It's his. Yes. You with me? So we got to understand that our words shapes the images of our spouses. Mm-hmm. If your husband isn't confident, stop saying that. Yeah. You want him to be confident, then tell him what the word says. Yeah. Right? You are right now, you can never outperform the inner image you have of yourself. So ladies, you have got to stop looking in the mirror and telling yourself what you see. You got to tell yourself what is written. Don't matter what you see. We walk by. Faith. We walk by. Faith. We walk by and not by. It ain't about what you see. Yeah. Right? And fellas, you got to speak to that image. Yeah. Period. If you got dudes at the office or at work telling your wife that she's more pretty than you do, that's a problem. Yeah. The fastest, you know, the number one problem in marriage is the tongue. Yeah. Because of the language and how people talk to each other. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? You would not say that to the dude down the street, but you're going to say that to your wife? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You would not say that to the homegirl down the street, but you're going to say that to your husband. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't say it to your boss. You wouldn't say it to your pastor. But you're going to say those condemning words to the man you decided to be in covenant with? Yeah. That's demonic. And you're one. So you're saying that, right? The word says you say it to yourself. That's good, babe. So we don't want to forget that. I'm just tearing you down. I'm tearing me down too. I'm tearing the image of God down. It's not just I had a bad day. I'm sinning against God. Mm-hmm. And I've had to pull people aside and be like, this is not just what we think. Or we, oh, we're just like really, really into the word and we're pastors. So we have a higher call. That's true. We are responsible for some things, but this doesn't change because you're not a pastor. That's right. Right? Amen. This still says the same thing. And so we need to spur one another on and recognize really how damaging our words can be or how life-giving, mm-hmm. right? Either you're speaking life or you're speaking death, and there is no in-between, which brings us to 
Verse 3. Um, Two, uh, four, I think. Okay, four. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of oh, thanks. thanks. For this you know, that no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man who is an adulterer has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. So there's a standard in a marriage. Yeah. Paul haven't even got to 25. Mm -hmm. There's a standard. We are called to be different. Yeah. That's what the church means, out-called ones. Yeah. Jesus said, you are the light of the earth. You're the salt of the earth. You're the light of the world. Stop being under a basket. Let the world see your marriage, flaws and all. We invite yeah. people over just to watch us do life. We don't put up a front. We yell at our kids. Whatever the situation is, they're going to see. Because we, they need to see that we need the same Jesus we encouraging them to follow. Yeah. Right? Yes, there's a standard for us. We can't be like the world. Yeah. So number one, we got to take off the masks, mm -hmm. right? Number two, we got to change our language. Yeah. And number three, babe? Yeah, instead of putting on our masks, let's begin to clothe ourselves with the word, with obedience, with peace, with joy, with love, because we get that. That's just a part of the covenant. That's just a part what Jesus did. We get to clothe ourselves in his righteousness, not because of anything we did, but because of everything he did for us. So if we get to walk in that, what better way to live with your spouse? Mm -hmm. This truly is the, right, out of the, the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. This is the actual representation of who you are. Mm -hmm. Who you're talking to, they're the physical representation of actually who you are. Because I, just like you said, I love my neighbor. I, I might love a stranger better than I love my husband some days because I wouldn't speak to him that way because I want to be more encouraging because I want to smile because I want to have a better it's not about you having peace in your marriage you can't he's not the peace that's right she's not the peace the peace is God and they get the overflow that's of good. exactly what God is doing through you that's good and so there's roles Paul tells us here yeah and we'll, we'll be done with this he says uh, so husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. Mm -hmm. If he who loves his wife loves himself, right? I know a reflection of who you are by how you treat your wife. Right. So whatever in addictions you're dealing with on your phone or computer mm -hmm. is going to come on her. It got super quiet. Mm -hmm. Right? That stuff ain't real. Yeah. It ain't. Yeah. Stop having an expectation for your wife in which you saw from an actress. It ain't real. Intimacy is to be discovered. That's what makes it beautiful. And porn kills it. You would never be able, to be able to live up to that picture. You can't. She can't. Because it ain't real. Same with you, ladies. All the romantic stuff and reading all these books. And you paint, a picture you, of your, Sparks. You, you paint a picture of your husband that he can never live up to. Yeah. That's all fantasy. Mm -hmm. If he's taking care of you, he's loving you the best that he can. He's leading your family. He's loving your kids. My God, be grateful. Mm -hmm. He ain't finna come in with an 82 pack with his hair flowing to the left. And everywhere he go, the sun follow him. Come on, well, somebody. Maybe. maybe he does. You know what I'm saying? I used to have a six-pack. Now I got like an 11 and a half. I got a COVID did a brother in. I got to get my, right? But, but for real, 
as you love yourself, fellas, yes. if you, as you develop in your character, as you develop your spiritual development, mm -hmm. you will be able to love your wife that way. Yeah, right? good. That's key. That's good. Verse uh, 29, for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes it and cherishes it just as the Lord does the church. Paul was struggling, y'all. Yes. He get at the end and say, yo, I know more about the church. This whole thing is a mystery in marriage <laughs> because marriage is a mystery. It is. Like, it's, it's crazy. The only y'all with the opposite sex, we come from two different worlds. Come on, somebody. You got to mesh that together. Yes. That's mysterious. But it's so beautiful. Yes. The picture of it is so beautiful. So as we, as we finish here, uh, take off the mask. Watch your love language. And the last thing is to fulfill. Clothe yourself. Yes, to clothe mm -hmm. yourself. Like let your character change through the grace of the Spirit of God. Yes. And as you change, your marriage will get better. Amen? Amen. Let me pray. <laughs> Very nice. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you so much for everyone that's here, um, whether people are single, dating, engaged, been married a year, 50 years, no matter whatever space yeah, they're at, Lord, will you, will you give us grace in our marriages? Yeah. Will you help us to love one another as you have loved the church? Will you create in us a clean heart and renew right spirits within us? As we imitate you, may it splash off on our spouses. As we speak love, may it shape the image of our spouses. May we take off the mask and close ourselves with patience and grace and understanding, communication and love and kindness and gentleness, self-control, Father. May that be the language of our marriages. So be with your, every person here, even those online, Father. I ask you to bless them, bless their union, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bless you guys. Thank you.